Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing this week? This week we have, well, I'm in a very exciting place. I'm in a recording studio. I know, that's crazy to actually say, but basically I'm using a recording studio at the university for my podcasts now, which is so exciting because they have all this super cool equipment that to be honest I'm yet to figure out but still it's in this massive room if you follow me on Instagram you might have seen this already so go have a check on that but it's really 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 cool there's like so much computers all this like different sound stuff so we'll see if I can get that going but apart from that this is super exciting check out the Instagram post for the kind of behind the scenes of this because it's just amazing and like there's no one can disturb me I can do whatever I like it's so exciting so yeah today's podcast I hope you've had a wonderful week anyway uh, today's podcast is about the cost of living crisis and how it's affecting our diets so this is really important of course we're all facing issues around the cost of living crisis and how that is actually impacting our lives and also our healthy diets and also diets in general and also who is this particularly impacting it's really important to think about all those things and yeah this is a really important podcast so I wanted to give it a go I don't know I think probably everyone that's listening to this is impacted in some way by the cost of living crisis I mean it's been almost double so by April time in this year the costs have almost doubled since before Covid and and that's particularly with food not necessarily uh, all the other different costs. I think there might be also some statistics that are very similar to that as well on expenses as, you know, heating, lighting, all that stuff, electricity. But that is really, really staggering and, of course, it's going to impact our diets. And really mainly because something we don't really think about is that our food that we buy in shops isn't really a bill per se. You know, it's not a direct debit. It's not something that comes out every single month that you need to kind of, like you know like it comes out no matter what it's more something that has a little bit more flexibility around there is more room to kind of save money to not spend money on food but that is not necessarily the best thing because most of the time it's the healthy food that takes the hit and there's research that shows per calorie healthier foods kind of quotation marks whatever that means so fruit vegetables are three times more expensive than unhealthy foods so I mean, no-brainer if you are wanting to save some money on food also just in general. Food might be the place to do that and of course you can do that by stop eating out as much as well as, you know, stop eating takeaway food and stuff like that. But when we're fighting against sheer, you know, craziness that healthy food is three times more expensive than unhealthy food per calorie, that is scary and it's quite problematic to, to say the least. So, we need something needs to change that's for sure whether that's personal or more government or environmental that's up for debate but we're going to talk about this today and why it is really really important that we think about the cost of living crisis and how it is affecting our diets so food cost has has gone up by 16.8 percent in the last year so that is massive that's a massive jump in a year and there's loads of different reasons for this Uh, One of those reasons is Brexit, so the transport and availability of foods that we might have had more readily available before 
is now more expensive and there's also issues with getting into the into the border and money that costs for that and all the different 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 types of costs we also have ukraine and russia obviously that is impacting because of particularly vegetable oil actually vegetable oil is massively produced by ukraine and the imports in that have obviously all gone very very crazy for very very important reasons and that is one of the main one that's been affected but as well as fruit and vegetables and some other things as well so that has been impacting and why the cost has gone up as well as climate change so extreme temperatures and weather changes have prevented certain fruit and vegetables and just food in general from uh, being able to be produced and that means it costs more less availability and a whirlwind of issues that's created this increase in food cost which has I mean massive massive implications for our population particularly low-income individuals and people who have less disposable income than say wealthier people and this is having you know a massive impact on our health and again bringing it back because healthy food is more expensive than unhealthy food and it is just the fact that we can't really get away from You know, if you buy a basket full of fruit and vegetables, that's fine and that's amazing. But the issue with that is that you can't just eat that. You need to make a meal. You can, but you need to make a meal from these foods. So you need other ingredients that maybe cost more that you have to buy in bigger. You know, you don't have just buying what you need. Whereas, you know, processed foods and ready meals, you buy one meal. It's all included in that price. And you eat that. It's also very convenient. So it's massively important because, I mean, first first of all, low-income people are already massively impacted by the cost of living crisis, as well as health inequality in general. So this increase in food cost helps actually widen the health inequality gap, which is already a massive issue in our society. And this cost of living crisis is making it another tenfold issue. Because, I mean, maybe wealthier populations are able to afford to the, you know, the cost of living crisis, afford the increasing in food. Um, maybe it's not impacting certain people as much, but I would say that majority of the population will be impacted in some way by the cost of living crisis. And we know that to be true. Um, particularly, this is the primary issue, is that food has taken a hit healthy food has taken a hit people are eating less people are eating less healthy foods and that is going to have a massive impact on our health now but also in our health in the future and our future generations health as well Um, some more stats for you so food insecurity has risen from seven percent to 18.4 percent for pre-covid and food insecurity is really referring to the concept that people can't afford food or they can't access it so sometimes food insecurity is that people can't get to big supermarkets with fresh foods uh, and they don't have the availability of that but also people that just cannot afford having food feeling insecure around food feeling worried about food it has grown massively more than double that was before covid so that is really really worrying food insecurity shouldn't be happening anyway it should be that number should be zero because everyone deserves the right for food but this particularly has almost you know it's almost 20 percent of the population that is you know can't afford food which is a massive issue but mainly it's impacting vulnerable groups which is the the groups we have to kind of focus on as well as children and also non-white ethnic groups which are getting massively impacted by this as well mainly those groups as well as people that are low income as well and the children within those families massive problem 
Also, low-income people are more likely to suffer from asthma, poor healthcare in general, also poor health in general. This is because of this health inequality gap. So the issues there is a very complex debate. There's loads of issues that are coming into that. But because the simple fact that food is unhealthy food is cheaper than healthy foods, we are seeing that these specific populations are getting more impacted than wealthier populations. And it also causes certain issues in pregnant women or um, pre-pregnant women that in future when they do have a child they are seen with low birth weight when they're born as well as it could stunt growth in children when they grow up and it also has been shown um, in early life exposure to poor nutrition has massively impacted the population in general as well as when they grow older and get you know full adulthood they have increased risk of chronic disease, obesity, poor health in general. So it's really important that we make sure children have access to food, access to healthy food, and more importantly, they're eating enough food to ensure that they can grow. And this is one of the issues that are being caused by the cost of living crisis. And we might not be seeing the massive issues associated with it now, but it will happen in the future and it will show up in our future generations' children and these issues with malnutrition, not getting enough nutrition in early childhood, real, real problem for that. One of the example for this is research shows that poor children or children from low-income families are roughly one inch shorter than people or children living in wealthier families, and that is a scary statistic that we've been able to quantify. I mean, really just showing that lower income children aren't getting enough nutrients and it's actually stunting their growth to the level that they are shorter and they have a a less peak bone density than other more wealthier families of the children of those those wealthier families which is is scary it's very scary and just talking about that health inequality gap that is widening it is a real real problem you know the health inequality gap basically referring to the fact that poor people or low-income people are not as healthy as wealthier people they also live some in some areas in low-income areas they tend to live um, not as long as wealthier people in some areas there is like a 10-year gap between the life expectancy of lower income people and in higher income people which is really really scary and there's again lots of factors that are implementing that so where they live also the risk and danger of of those places as well as you know food insecurity disease there's loads of different factors that are impacting that but they're all associated with that gap and we've been trying I mean public health nutritionists as well as public health workers are have been for many many years tried to reduce the health and quality gap between the rich and the poor and is a massive issue and the cost of living crisis has just dropped that progress massively and it is a a severe severe problem but I mean mainly we're thinking about this in in lay people and what actually represents in life we're prioritizing price over nutrition over wellness we're prioritizing 
the cost of food more than that, which is completely understandable. I mean, if you have a choice between getting loads of really nutritious, healthy food and heating your home, you're going to pick unhealthier foods that are going to do the job but and keep your, you know, your children's mouths fed over, you know, loads of nutritious food, and which is a totally understandable thing. And this is why one of the massive issues is environment and what the government is doing about this, because it's not really a choice these people have, which is not fair because everyone, absolutely everyone, deserves to have nutritious food and enough food to be you know healthy which is really really important but of course we're thinking about fruit and vegetables they're taking a big hit because they have a decreased shelf life they also they go off very very quickly they also have aren't very convenient you know you need to make food with that you have to you know go home and further do stuff with the fruit and veg whereas like I was saying before the processed food comes to play where very easy, very convenient, as well as uh, it's it's useful. It's also cheaper. And we also know that around a fourth of adults, because of the cost of living crisis, are eating less red meat, which is a good thing. We are eating slightly too much red meat in the UK. The only thing with that is it's not being supplemented with, you know, beans, pe- beans, <laughs> beans, pulses, lentils, all those different types of things. It's being supplemented with processed meat consumption. Well, that's an assumption. We do know that processed meat consumption is going up. So whether or not that is coming from a decrease in red meat consumption and people are supplementing with that, or if it's just going up in general, processed meat is cheaper and you also don't necessarily need to cook it. So it is also very convenient depending on what processed meat we're talking about. So it may not be, and there's another, obviously we're thinking, you know, we're eating less meat, that's a good thing, so it might actually be beneficial for sustainability, the you know, the planet, the issue with climate change, but that might not actually be the case because of this increase in processed meat consumption. Um, we actually also know that um, the emissions, so greenhouse gas emissions, have increased in the past year as well. So it's likely that... We are eating the same, maybe even more meat because we're not buying enough fruits and vegetables because they're more expensive. So it's really, really important that we bring the price of food back down so that we can actually try to eat more fruits and vegetables. And, you know, what can we do about it? There's so many different things that need to be done. But I would say that the onus is a little bit more on the government as well as, um, you know, all of the things around environment over certain individual responsibility because there's not necessarily much that we can do personally we can't make more money sacrifice our mental well-being by working too much just to make sure we have nutritious food on the table nutritious food needs to become more available to people also needs to become much cheaper and that's the main thing that we need to do i mean one of the best things that we can do i think individually is swap out meat for things like pulses beans lentils nuts they are on the cheaper side they have not taken such a massive hit through the cost of living crisis so that is one way we can do that supplement those out meat is very expensive now we can do that which might help slightly but again that's a massive diet change that some people may not want to be taking also there's lots of different issues that impact that some people might not be able to have beans or lentils they might be allergic to that there's loads of issues there but if you are someone who can reduce their meat consumption have more beans like lentils legumes all of that different type of thing you will help save money as well as it's really really nutritious so that is one kind of thing that we can do to try and save a little bit money on food but i would say the main the main thing really is the 
you know, the government, the environment we're in, that needs to change. We need to prevent the cost of food going up. We need to bring it back down, especially the nutritious versions. And uh, there's government initiatives like Healthy Start, as well as free school meals that are in place to help children get uh, one hot meal a day in school, as well as Healthy Start, which helps people get some... uh, like different essentials for free through the government so that is great but there is like certain issues that certain age groups don't fit into these categories and therefore they fall short because they're not the right age to fit in each one so there's issues there I think the government the onus is definitely on the government to try and make these changes so that we can support people who need it most in the vulnerable populations as well as in low-income individuals we need help and I mean I think that the cost of living crisis is even impacting middle income individuals as well you know they're spending more on food less on other things which can be really problematic for certain people especially people with children it's really 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 problematic that we you know that we do that and that we help with that and I mean the hope is that the cost of living crisis isn't going to get much much worse let's hope that it starts to decline I don't know the likelihood of that but it is something that is a vital issue in the moment. And I wonder, you know, how many people are actually getting impacted by the cost of living crisis? How are, what type of implications is that going to have in the future for our children and for our children's children? Malnutrition is something that is so detrimental to the wellness of not just in the moment but also in the future. Like I was saying before, low birth weight, basically that obviously means that you're born at a lower birth weight than what's healthy which has been shown to have massive complications later on in life in those individuals so they tend to have poor health in their lifetime because of the way they were born and that's not something that anyone has control over so we need to be making the environment better so that we can thrive in a healthy way and prevent any issues associated with malnutrition and the availability and the price of fruit and vegetables. But one thing I would like to say as well, I think there is a common myth that low-income individuals need knowledge around cooking or they don't necessarily know how to cook meals. And that is actually something that we have figured out in the literature that isn't true. So there's actually some research that shows that people that are in lower income households actually cook more than higher income people. So we need to kind of dispel that myth that lower income people just don't have the education or the knowledge or the skills to cook and make meals. It's more about the fact that fruit and vegetables, really healthy food is just not available because they're too expensive. And unhealthy alternatives, processed food, all of that different type of thing are the issue that they are they're much much cheaper so of course you're going to buy that of course you're going to go for that because you don't have an option so I think we need to take that away that kind of personal responsibility away from lower income individuals people who can't afford that they do have knowledge and skills on cooking they do they cook more than healthier healthier wealthier people so we need to start to change the environment and maybe we can make small personal changes like having more beans lentils that type of thing but really what can we do about the control over our income like what can we do about that not very much especially if fruit and vegetables are just getting or other healthier foods are just increasing in price you know it's just the government needs to do more the environment needs to do more let's hope that the 
consumption and the consumption well the price of different healthier alternative foods are going to go down and hopefully the government can create a a government initiative to bring those prices down because it's it's unbelievable and of course there's a lot of pressure on farmers right now as well to slash their prices but they are faced with more prices they also need to make a living so I really do think it's the onus is on the government to try and help with reducing the cost of fruits and vegetables as well as um, other other healthier foods I mean I take pasta for example like pasta is is literally going up like 40p in the past six months and that's for one packet of pasta like that's going to make a big difference overall to your overall food shop when that increase in prices is seen in all of your food stuffs it's it's insane and it's something that is going to dramatically impact and is dramatically impacting a vast majority of the population so if you can make personal swaps if you can try and reduce the prices on things then that's great but I would say that we need to prioritise the as healthcare professionals the onus on the government to try and make these changes because it is it's scary what's happening and we can't let it impact our health now or in the future or, or our children's future but yes I really hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast it maybe is a little bit depressing but uh, I think it's a really important one to talk about a really important thing to think about and understand how it's impacting us as people as a population and hopefully we can try and get the government to bring in something that's going to help with the prices of unhealthy and healthy food try and get that sorted out so that we can all have access to healthy nutritious food because that's all anyone deserves no one deserves to have limited access to foods that's going to keep them well that is a human right and it's unbelievable that it's come to this that fruit and vegetables and other healthy foods are so what do you even say they're so so expensive in comparison to unhealthier foods take the onus away from individual people more on the government what they can do to help our our population because it's so important i mean obesity now is around 60 percent no that's not right 52 percent of the global population that are overweight or obese and that is massively due to malnutrition as well not having enough nutritious food not having enough access to nutritious food so there's more to it than just you know individual responsibility the environment and also the influence from the government and what they do to help with our health massively impacts us and massively impacts overweight and obesity rates as well but I suppose ran over <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening I'm so excited to be in this room it feels like I'm talking into the microphone and it sounds really good I hope that it sounds good to you guys it sounds like less I don't even know I don't know how to explain it I'm going to listen to it back anyway and see how it sounds but it sounds great like I can stop talking and there's no noises around <laughs> like yeah it's crazy but yeah I'm going to be doing the podcast in here as much as I can to keep the the quality really nice and also kind of help me uh, keep the keep everything nice and going for you guys as well as it kind of helps me do it during the week as well but yeah I really hope you guys enjoyed this podcast I really hope that it has not depressed you too much and I really hope that we can make some really important choices to the prices of healthy food in the future the very near future because it's a very imminent issue but yes thank you guys so much for listening and I will speak to you all next week bye